So you're a fan of Atlanta United. And you heard ATL on Fire has crazy insights to your favorite team. Or maybe you're just here for the crazy. Amar said it? You've got to be kidding me. Nah, I'm here to produce, keep the sanity, and of course, drink wine. Or maybe to hit the buttons. And crank up the crazy. Whatever you're here for, we're going to talk about it all. I'm Dave Cass. I'm Mikey Dobbs. And I'm Carmen Butler. And this is... The ATL on Fire Podcast Show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of ATL on Fire, the podcast where we talk all things Atlanta United Football Club and all things soccer. Dave, Carmen, how we doing? Good. Carmen, not so good? You gotta, <laughs> she's got to be up early in the Early morning. flight. Early flight. Yeah. You, it sounds like you did this to yourself. I did. I didn't know I did it to myself until I checked like yeah. at around... Six o'clock this evening, so you have a seven o'clock flight, which Oof. we have to get up in the four o'clock I, hour. And have I packed? Have I done the work I was going to do tomorrow during the day before right. my flight? No. Mm, no, none of that. None of that. Okay, <laughs> been on that. Good luck with been that. On that flight, but you're still here. That's what I'm saying. I am here. You are here. That is. That's I impressive. Here. I tried to recruit your son, but he had a job. Yeah. I know he's working at the ice cream shop. But at least Dave, Dave has always brought us a nice glass of red wine. So hopefully. Uh, it's a Spanish wine. I know. I thought I'd throw you a little curveball. Oh. From Duero in Spain. Por- Portilla? Duero. Is, that, is that how you pronounce that? Okay. Yeah, Porsche, I think. Portilla? Portilla? I'm not a Spanish. It's a Tempranillo, which is, uh, you know, classic. Okay. For Spain. Yeah, I don't know if the T is like an S there, like uh, you're, you're pronouncing. Uh, yeah. If you're out but, there and you know how to pronounce it, <laughs> P-O-R-T-I-A. Porsche or Portia? Let me give this a let me give this a go. Carmen, what's your what are your thoughts? Complex? Complex, good, needed. <laughs> <laughs> Can you describe wine that way? Oh yeah, fair. Um, yeah, all of those things. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and if you guys have not uh, been to Wild Heaven Brewery in the fall here, uh, it was just up there over the weekend. Man, what a beautiful afternoon up there having a couple of cold beers at one nice. of the best breweries here in Atlanta. Two locations here in Avondale States. Uh, dog friendly and one over on the west side of town. So, Do we have any idea when the third location is coming at Tokyo Hills? I don't think it's going to be, gonna be well. until sometime you know, in 2024. Maybe summertime is maybe a good guess of mine. If you're out I'm there listening, know. Nick. Faster, please. Yes. <laughs> faster. Bring us the beer. <laughs> beer. And the barbecue. And the, barbecue. and the beer and the barbecue together. Yay. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say that. So we've got a one-game recap, so we're pretty much all caught up here on ATL on Fire. We had the final game of the season uh, against uh, Cincinnati on the road. Uh, a game that really didn't seem like it mattered much when you look at uh, you know what winning would get us versus losing, maybe drawing a worse team to play in the playoffs. So it was very odd that we went into that game with uh, pretty much our starters except for Lennon um, and, and really trying to go in there and win the game. Dave, what were your thoughts? My thoughts were, boy, was I wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I tweeted before the game. Let's see here. Uh, I was responding to the Dirty South where they predict the, the lineup every week. And I said, uh, they predicted basically the starting lineup. And I said, I would be surprised to see 
many of these players on the field tomorrow. There's an argument to be made for momentum or staying fresh, but caution probably rules the day, especially for those who played during the international break. I was wrong. So much for caution. <laughs> like, why would you be cautious, Dave? Are there any good reasons for that? Yeah, there's a good reason because there's two things that could really throw off your playoffs. Injury and or a red card. Huh. Mm. That's interesting that you uh, were thinking maybe there's a downside to going for it. In addition to what we were talking about in our last podcast, we kind of wanted Nashville to win and us to lose right. and us to draw Orlando. Now, Nashville... So we at the time we were talking in the last podcast, Nashville had two games left. They won their first game against New England, which we thought was the tougher of the two. And then, you know, they had to beat um, Red Bulls at home. Now, in fairness, we said at the time that Red Bulls would need that game to get into the playoffs. They had a lot to play yeah. for. Nashville wouldn't. I still thought Nashville would get it done at home. And they almost did. They gave up the game-winning goal in the 90-something minute on a PK. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. Anyway, so Red Bull gets into the playoffs. We'll talk about that in a minute. But in any case, um, Nashville wins. That's what we really would have wanted because they would jump over us, and then we would get Orlando, which I think is a much better matchup um, by far of the top teams, being, the top teams being Cincinnati, Philadelphia, Columbus, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, I think that Orlando is the weakest of those four. Right. And so, I'm not saying they're a bad side, but yeah. the weakest of those four. And it shows they have the lowest goal differential of those four. So, you know, I mean, not goal differential is not everything, but I think that is, to me, a reflection of what I think of them as a side. Right. Anyway, we had, even if you say you don't want that, even if you absolutely wanted to play Columbus or Philadelphia, right? Mm -hmm. Then, <laughs> you do know. It, do it with a different lineup that's not risking your well we didn't do it <laughs> like we didn't win um and the chances of winning were pretty slim on the road at cincinnati right yeah so was it literally our starting lineup except brooks for, lennon yep yep uh, for he rested brooks lennon because brooks lennon apparently had a bad ankle injury he still risked them in the last 10 minutes yeah. coming off the bad ankle injury in cincinnati they had their starters out there too surprisingly right? i was surprised newton went with his starters too although their best uh striker was on international duty he <laughs> newton disciplined him because he apparently showed up like an hour or two late back and so he couldn't start because he was being disciplined. Uh -huh. So that, to me, that was the rest. Yeah. He didn't want him. He was the one guy he didn't want. Now, I would have said maybe Lucio Acosta would have thought would have sat too, but um, he didn't. So, you know, that's in fairness. He huh. didn't do it either. Okay. But I, I think it's nuts. I mean, I, I, I concede the point about momentum and about wanting to, you know, sort of play well. But it's a three-game series. Right? It's not one game and you're out, right? Mm -hmm. So even if for some reason you get out, stumble a little bit out of the gate, you still got two games, potentially. You can win the last two. So I don't think momentum is that much. I'd rather be rested, healthy, have the full squad. So didn't do that. So <laughs> no. let's look on the upside of momentum. Did we get any momentum? Mm -mm. Did we play well? Mm-mm. Um, I mean, a lot of people are talking about us having played pretty well. Um, you know, before the red card, yeah, um, it was pretty even, I guess. Um, and we scored two goals, but it was classic Atlanta United. We yeah. gave up two goals, too. 
And I and we'll get to this in a second. I don't know if you remember, but I said we would give up two goals, which would bring us to fifty three against. Does anybody recall how many goals we gave up last year? Mm. I don't remember. I'm gonna go with um, sixty five. No, fifty two. No, fifty four. Oh. Okay. This year we conceded fifty three. Last year we conceded fifty four. Right? And worse. now we might as well. I'm, I'm going to say it now because we're not going to circle back to it. I'm like, so at the end of last season, we talked about it a tremendous amount, right? Because we were like, it was a catastrophe for a season. It was all these people on Twitter who were saying, "Oh, but we had so many injuries, Pineda." How many times did he say that we had all these injuries and it cost us not only in play, but our morale? And in particular, he talked about the leadership vacuum that Guzan and Miles had, you know, left, right? That's right. And that was the reason that we gave up so many goals, which is why we were terrible and didn't make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So this year, he's got those guys for the entire season and we have a so much better defensive record, right? No, the exact same defensive record. And what was the uh, playoff line last year? Seven? Yes. Okay. So we had just limped in even last year to the playoffs. Did we finish seventh last year? We, no, we, we didn't make the playoffs at all last year. Yeah, no, we were way below that, right? Yeah, nine? We, we finished like we nine. Nine, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So even last year, we'd have just snuck in given, oh, the, the, play -in given the play in Got and it. all that. Got it. Um, so. I'm double checking them. Sixth last I year we were eleventh. Six is 11th? we were eleventh last year. We Are wouldn't have even made the playoffs in a nine. Oh, I didn't know we were that eleventh out of fourteen. Ouch. I don't. I, I just uh, you know well, that's as, a fact. As I said, I <laughs> the internet. I've already heard uh, some of the the rumblings of Pineda talking about mentality. He's, yes, he's going back to the word mentality right as his his shield because he can't go back to health. Everybody's healthy, um, and and the reason you know we didn't win uh, the the last game is the mentality of Almada. The reason why we can't because get he over was the hump. silly. Yep. Is it bad men mental? We got to get over these mental mistakes and immature move. Like he will throw him under the bus, guaranteed. And how about his own mental mentality of <laughs> even playing him in a useless game? Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, the other thing about Almada in particular. Right. And, I, and, I, and I'm not saying that when I tweeted it out, I was like somehow prescient that Almada was going to get red carded. But, you know, Almada for a young guy has played and played and played. Keep in mind, he played in the World Cup. Right. He had while everybody yeah, else had an off season, mm -hmm. he had a winner World Cup. Where he not only had a World Cup, but then he went back to Argentina to party, the whole right. thing, then went right into the season, yeah. then, then he's had international duty. He has had nothing but play, 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 play. Yeah. So, if, and you well, can see One chance it. to rest him here right well, the you playoffs. Know, yeah, the other thing is, number no, of people Let's can, do it with our best player, Brooks, Brooks Lennon. Let's give him some rest. The other, Genius. <laughs> I can't. The thing that I would say is that, you know, a number of people have commented on this is that, you know, Brooke, oh, it's Brooks, Almada has looked like towards the end of the season that he's lost a little bit of that jazz or whatever. Yeah. And it's because it's a long season and he's young. Right. And so this would have been an opportunity 
Get him nowhere near the field. Get him rested. It's not like Almada's going to forget how to play football in a week. Yeah. Right? I didn't see his first yellow card in this uh, Cincinnati game. What was the – was just a normal run of play foul? Or? No, they were both the exact both, both, same thing. Both he silly. kicked somebody both yeah. times. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's funny that – yeah, well, we'll get to it. But this, Which actually is a, is, it's a, not just a red card – but it's a it's it's a young person silly red carpet. Yeah. It also smacks. It speaks to me as a uh, of a tired player. Like yeah. you get a little under Man. your skin when you're a little tired. You know they've been trying to get under his skin the whole season because he's the best player and they're pushing. Can you him scoot whatever. over here for uh, a second though? It's about to I just want to know like what which is worse out of these two things right here. Are you ready? Yeah. Huh? Or uh, which <laughs> which which out of those two things? I'm just curious. Which of those things is uh, silly and malicious, right? Because I mean, we're talking yep. about just parts of the body, right? right? Now, had I bumped you with my butt like I did, which is yep. about as hard as I kicked you, right? Which yep. I think even the butt bump by the player against Amada was away from the ball. So you could say that was just as silly. And, and if Amada had fallen down and rolled around like that guy did, like, is that what he should have done? Maybe instead of kicking him back, he should have just fallen and rolled and mm-hmm. held his ankle. Yeah. It's... So all I'm saying is it was a dumb, silly foul. Don't get me wrong. He's always going to get that call against him. Sure. But my point being is a smart referee, his job is to keep it fair. I would have just turned a blind eye to all that and said, let's get up and and play. (laughs) I would have given him a tucking to and be like, come on. Right. Come on now, Amada. Don't be silly. Yeah. Don't cost your team. Because, again, the ref's job there is to to (laughs) call a fair game. Both of those players at the end of the day know that they were just – you know, chipping at each other and, yep. and would have been fine with the no call and the well, talking to. Well, the Cincinnati to. players are like, ha, we got exactly yeah, what I mean, we yeah, want. We got they, under yeah. his skin. He retaliated a little 100%, bit. Nothing happened yeah. to me and bye-bye. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, that's that's all I'm saying. You know, it, it is, it's a little nod to maturity of the referee in that situation too, which I, I mean, 99.9% of the referees are going to give the yellow and the red there anyway, but. I don't... Not a good ref, but I'm just saying most... Here's the thing that you should know, though. Here's the context, Mikey Dobbs, and Uh here's why that was never going to happen. This is the same referee that Almada bumped into after the game was over at the last game of the season last year when he got the red card after the game was over. There's history. Uh Uh (laughs) So, he was never going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Got it. Never. Okay. So, you know, it comes around, right? You earn some certain things. But anyway, he never should have been in the game. And even if you put him in the game, right, when he gets the first yellow card, how at halftime do you not sub him? Right? Mm. We were texting some of the friends of I, whatever. And, you know, Matt Noop, if you're out there listening, he was like, sub him! (laughs) And I was like, sub him! Clearly, don't risk it! Why? Yeah. Because it was 2-2 at that point, right? Yeah. 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 I don't understand it at all. Uh, I just yeah. don't get it. I thought y'all were kidding me because I couldn't watch the game. No. And, yeah. and, said, uh-uh. so, and the <laughs> other thing we have not talked about, but Yakamaki's, I have tried to find some information. Do you see any information? He got stamped really hard. He had to be subbed because of the injury. Now, I think he's going to play. He's fine. My, Yakamaki's, for a big guy, is about as dramatic as they come. <laughs> no, but... As long as it's not a soft muscle... Injury, no, what I he's th- fine if he got his foot stomped. No, you know what it looked to me like? What? 
it looked to me like exactly the way that David Beckham broke his metatarsal, where the cleat landed right on the top of the foot with a soft part. Like, yeah. not a not a roll injury, but like a... I think he's okay. Here's why. I think he had a post-interview uh, after the game, and he was talking and talking positive about the team and everything. Yeah, but... Uh, you know. Maybe Carmen can search I, I don't, Twitter I, I don't think you're going to be as cheerful as he was if he had a... You know, I agree with you. Ending, and I tried ending. to find something out, but... Um, I didn't see anything. No, I only watched uh, up until the the red card because <laughs> I had like, had enough. I had to watch the game on replay. Uh, watch it um, Sunday morning, I think. Yeah. And you know, as far as like just watching an entertaining soccer game, mm-hmm. it was a good. It was fun for. We uh, scored one of the best goals we've ever scored. Yeah, there was some the first goal that yeah. we scored was absolutely stunning. I mean, really. Absolutely stunning. It was like four or five players, yeah. one or two touch, just work. broke them all down. I mean, it was a beautiful goal. Um, maybe we can show that yeah, for you pull the, that uh, up. But yeah, you know, I just thought that, you know, the team did look uh, like they were knocking the ball around. But of course, uh, you know, Cincinnati was getting chances on the other end as well. Uh, but just as far as like actually, again, watching soccer again, enjoying the way Atlanta United is playing. The first half, in my mind, at least, was not overly painful. Dave, what was your, what was your just taking taking a step back, just in terms of enjoying watching soccer? Did you completely dislike the what, what you? No, were I mean Atlanta United over the last ten games or so, ever since you know the midseason acquisitions, so we've been a, a a joyous team to watch. Yeah. Like so, we are terrific going forward. We stream forward. We score great team goals. We're scoring basically at least two goals a game. But what's so effing maddening is with all of that, we still not getting the results. And we're still not getting the results because we continue to give up stupid goals. And one of the things that I want to say, circling back to the 53 goals this year versus 54 goals last year, right? The maddening thing about our tactics, and maybe in the offseason, I'm going to go back and look at them all, every single goal that we gave up. But... <laughs> but the maddening thing about our taxi- tactics must. is the number of times that we give up a goal where nobody really gets beaten, right? So it, the classics way that we give up goals, you break the lines with a pass in the middle because we're too far apart between Rosetto and Muyamba. Then you play it out wide behind the back defender or just out wide. Our, our wing backs are so pinched in that they're out there. He's allowed to serve it. And then all you have to do is you have two guys running and they get beat on the header. Yeah. Right. And that's what happened. Right. You know, people are talking about, oh, Wiley got beaten by, you know, uh, Lucho Acosta and he's so short. But anytime you have a wickedly served in ball, it doesn't matter how short you are. If you have time it right and you got the right you know, leverage and angle, Yeah, a guy who is as athletic and is all over him and as taller as Wiley is to Lucio, he still couldn't stop him from scoring. And that's the point. I do want to see that goal. I want to talk about that in, yeah. in a second. But let's watch our first goal. Uh, Carmen here is going to pull it up. So we're playing. Oh, yeah, great, great. Split the line to the middle. Great ball, by the way. And Almada, beautiful ball Saba, to Saba. And then cuts it back to Yakamakis. Oh, he did? Yeah. That looked real nice. But, yeah, beautiful. it was beautiful ball goal, yeah. straight up uh, to break break the lines there and cut, you know, it was a good, what, 40-yard ball right up at, uh, to Almada. If you're out there, Barry, and you're watching, 
<laughs> Watch what Yakamakis does on this, right? So first of all, he's off sides. Yeah, then he gets back on sides, and he stops, so he's wide open. Yeah. That's a lovely goal. Yeah. And then, I mean, Saba should have scored scored one where he tries to hit it with the outside of his foot later yeah. on in the game. Like, that, that was lame. Should have definitely... But Cincinnati should have scored a couple more goals, particularly after they were a man up. I mean, they gifted us. They're they're new. They're a young Argentinian player. I mean, he missed a sitter. So was the goal we were just talking about the sec the first or second goal from Cincinnati? Do you do you remember? Uh, Their second goal. Okay. Do you want to jump to that or what? See the first one. Oh, sorry. Did I skip one? Oh no! I just am asking Dave. Oh, it's fine. Well, I mean, the only thing I'll say on the first goal is that. They're, they're both services, right? And um, the, you can't really, in my opinion, blame the defenders. Let's watch them both, right, yeah. if you can. Because uh, you can't blame the defenders on either one of them, except for the only one you can blame on the first one. So I think it's up for the next uh, the next spot. Yeah, right. Yep, back. Up, up. Right there. Yeah. This one? This is the first uh, Cincinnati goal, I believe. Uh, the yeah. only one you can blame... I mean, it's across low along this inside the six yard box, and Guzan doesn't come for it at all. He doesn't get close to it. Yeah. I mean, a good goalkeeper grabs that this or is, at least pokes this it. This is what I was going to say. I, I blame a huge amount of that on Brad Guzan. So there's a switched ball yeah. again to, you know, he's covered what? at this point. No, but So I, I'm going to go back, go back to that. This is, when I watch this, first off, I think first, first fault here is Caleb Wiley. Didn't put any skin on this guy. Let's him just get a free trap without any pressure on him. Well, that's because he's coming out because he was so pinched in, right? So what? Then he lets him just do a free flick. That's He didn't get any pressure on him, okay? And then, boom, he just lays out, pinched in, right? But that's... Oh, Guzan's got to get there. That's Guzetu yes. who's pinched in. <laughs> yes, he does. And then Guzan has to get there. Got There's it. a lot of individual You errors. can't blame the marking on the far post. I mean, anything no, no. that's close to the goalkeeper, he's got to get easily. I'm blaming Wiley and Guzan for a lot of bad play right there, though. I would say I blame Wiley less because he's so pinched in. If he comes in, he dives in. He maybe the guy goes any, by him. but He did anyway. not man up on that guy at all. He just yeah, let him fair. chest it. I mean, you're, you're, a little, you're a little guy. I mean, Wiley's not a huge left back. I mean, you got to put a little bit of elbow grease on him. And I mean, do you think someone defending, I mean, that's one of their biggest, yeah, could have fouled him. biggest players, right? <laughs> too, yeah. You're not going to put any sort of, yeah, no, I don't let him I don't know disagree. you're there. I don't disagree. I'd be, I mean, that's not mentality. That's just, come on. You got to play some soccer. But a huge part of that. Brad was comes awful from that. the fact where it. he started on that play. Yeah. Cause this has yeah. a, that's a, 40-yard ball that was ballooned over. Agreed. Any guy who's anywhere close to that, what should have been, as we've been talking about all year, is he should have run forward, headed it, and it should have been counterattack city. Because that was a stupid lofted ball. I like the way right? you're thinking. I yeah. mean, that's <laughs> the problem. The problem is we should be going the other way. And if you give Almada a counter like that, you know what happens? What the happens? first goal that we scored is what happened. Now you and I are talking the same language. <laughs> exactly. Wiley, at least go up there for a header. If you bump into him and foul him, they get you know they get a free kick. Whatever. But you have but, to be closer to do that. Yeah. Mm. All right. <laughs> so okay, now uh, it's one got? one, and then I think we get the the yeah, third this goal. This is what we're really good at is trading goals. Yeah. So let's <laughs> trade some goals up. Yakamaki's with. Uh, his what 18 and goal you can season? trade goals Seven, against goal? to be honest with you our our finish in the standings right 
is exactly perfect for trading goals. If you trade goals, you can beat anybody below six. Yeah. Right? Because they're not so good. But you cannot beat the top four. All right. So Amada, strong on the ball. A little, a little reckless, though, with it, honestly. I wouldn't have encouraged Out to that. Sasaba is on the touchline. Comes in. Plays it back to Hernandez. It's Almada. It's Almada, sorry. It's Almada who... It's Almada again. There. Yeah. A little bit of luck in that, but if it's Almada crossing it, then it's probably but not But it's luck. Gigi, you know, yeah. being amazing about hunting the ball. The number yeah. of strikers who don't expect that ball to come through and they never go for it, he's just expecting the ball to come through, and that's classic, right? Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's so, a great striker. So the first goal was... Again, Barry, if you're watching, <laughs> assume the ball's coming to you. Barry would, would be out here some, yeah. yeah. No, sometimes he's standing in there. but he's he's never, No, he's never standing in the box. <laughs> no, no yeah. he's not. You know that's not true by the heat maps. But you can stay, you can stay on there because let's, let's go ahead and, oh, let's okay, go ahead and jump go. to the fourth goal because that okay. was the one that Dave was talking about where, uh, again, it sounds like we are pinched where, in. What, no, Wiley gets beat on the, on the far side the, header by okay. Lucho. All right. Oh, yeah. And everybody's blaming Wiley on this, but what? Go back to the before the cross, or or, or maybe can you pause it? If I definitely show it again? wasn't blaming Wiley on. I blame the first. Anytime the first you one was more on Wiley, a professional player to have all day to cross it. A guy like Wiley can't stop even a guy like Lucho, right? So he's out there wide, right? And Hernandez can't get out there. I think it's Hernandez. Oh, no, actually, it looks like Saba. But anyway, that's, this is... Yeah. Okay, here's the double madness, uh -huh. right? So it's actually Hernandez who's inside the box because he's so pinched in. He's so in the middle of nowhere. Saba who has yeah. to go out there. Hernandez is, uh. again... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it is just as bad. The, let's just, again, people, what you're looking at right here is <laughs> our right back, which we've been talking about all season, if you can tell me what use he is right now to any team on MLS at this moment, because it sure isn't in use to the Atlanta United team because Saba's out there. You know, in training, sometimes they set out those metal, you know, yellow people. That's what he is right there. He's, so, you know, yeah. if you cross it right into him, it hits him. Unbelievable. Okay. There you go. There you go. So it's Saba, which means when he cuts back, he's nowhere close yeah. to him, right? Yeah. And then people are going to blame, you know, Wiley because he, so Lucho gets the inside of him and he flicks it over him. But once you have the inside like that, which Lucho does a beautiful job taking the inside, he can't go through him. He's going to foul him as a penalty kick. There is nothing you can do right. on a really good serve ball like that. Nothing. So he Dave, was all over him. Whose fault is this? It's the cross. I'm going Who, Saba. But, but whose who's fault is Pineda. <laughs> and why is it Pineda's fault? Because what the F is Hernandez doing? But it, Why would you why wouldn't you have Dave. your right back who's not going forward mark their left? He's, he's made an individual mistake, Dave. He's on fire. <laughs> he's I mean he hardly ever gets to start. So he's just out there in La La and Land. And Pineda said this. On these goals, he's like, once again, we had some mental mistakes in the back. Who gave the mental mistake on that? Somebody tell me where the mental mistake in that. Because Hernandez Dan didn't make a mental mistake. That's where he's coached to go. There is no chance we can do that. Every single player that we have playing outside back does the same thing. So either they're all idiots <laughs> or they're coached to do that. I, that was too easy to just wind up. But seriously, people, if you're just listening for the first time, you need to start looking at what we're talking about on our YouTube. If you're listening to us on the podcast, go to our YouTubes, 
we've been documenting this all season. Like literally, how many how many of these uh, episodes, Carmen, do you think we've talked about this? Oh gosh, I feel like it's almost every game. Or it's twice all, in one game. So yeah, at least every game. It's we've at had. least every game, and if not yeah. twice per game, that we're seeing this this habit over and over again, which is coached or not coached out of the team, which is incredible. And this is what I'm saying is so frustrating because as a coach, any system that you put in, right, defensively, right, your job as a coach is to make sure that typically a good coach will make sure that not one but two players have to actually get beaten for a goal to give up, yeah. right? This is a classic example. Who got beaten on that play? People will say Wiley, but Wiley yeah. in that case, he has no chance on that. Yeah. And Saba didn't really get beaten either. He never closed him down, and he just cut it back. Nobody got – he didn't go by anybody. He didn't actually make any spectacular moves. Nobody whiffed. Nobody got megged. Nobody – nothing. And this happens to us all the time. They score goals without anybody getting a chance to make a tackle. Who could have made a tackle on that play? Nobody. I cannot tell you the number of times we have given up goals where nobody had a chance to make a tackle. And as a coach, you have to say, somebody should have a chance to make a tackle. Otherwise, we're in the wrong place. He's heating up. Uh-huh. He's on fire. So that's pretty much all we have to say about Cincinnati game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do you have any other points, Dave, you want to get to? Well, I... Uh, <laughs> I have a couple of minor things which I think are hilarious. So first of all, I think so, you're hilarious. <laughs> so okay, so oh hold on, I want to ask you one question though. Yeah. Do you think if Almada had not gotten the red card, mm-hmm. that A we would have won the game, or B we'd have lost the game, or C it would have been a draw? Draw. I think so. Yeah. I think we'd have lost the game. Yeah. Yeah. No, because we wouldn't have been as focused in the last 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah, that's possible. I think we would have gotten tired out. Yeah, and you're then, probably right. And then I, oh, that's a good point. I think, you're probably right. I think actually the fact point. that we had focus probably with the 10 guys, because that's what always galvanizes any team, right. down to 10 men, we probably just packed it well, in. Well, the other thing is they missed two sitters. Yeah, well, that always helps. I mean, <laughs> you know, people are like, oh, you know, and then Pineda said this too. Right. In response to a question, he said, yeah, you know, I was really proud of them for buckling down and not really giving up a goal, you know, because that was a tough fight down 10 men. I'm like, that was all luck. If you saw the miss that their Argentinian young guy made, he was inside the six yard box. Nobody around him. Kind of like only in the MLS type of thing. (laughs) Well, he he just and it was on his, his strong left foot and he just like he picked the upper corner and he blazed it and he just put it over and he looked at it like oh my god am i bad yeah. oh my god am i bad yeah because like, he's like and then he was just like sheepish like just because he's young yeah i think he's terrific but i mean he gotta score that eight nine times out of ten yeah so anybody who says that, oh, we were galvanized and we suddenly played better and people are like, well, maybe that will spur us on to getting shutouts. No way, no how. Because we didn't even deserve to get a shutout in those last 20 minutes. Okay, so. But I have my, you, you have to let me get to my Okay, yeah, get, get to your two hilarious things. <laughs> let's do it. Dave. Okay, so here's the question. So let's say this was a playoff match. And let's say it was 2-2 tied. Right, it was two. It was it was two two in the score on. Yep. Right, and let's say we get a red card. Uh huh. Right. Where are you going on your sub? 
Your first sub. Uh, going on my first sub. Yeah. With who we have. Yeah. And you're saying red card with, with Almada? Almada, yeah. With Almada. Let's go straight with Almada. Because uh, I was shocked at our first. Well, I wasn't shocked because. But anyway, I, did, <laughs> I was scratching my head. Yeah. I don't know who it was. Um, with it, And who's on the bench? Who do I have to bring on? All the guys you had, you had. Okay, so. Actually, Sosa wasn't on the bench still. Yeah, Sosa's not. <laughs> but he was out there on the field kicking balls. Oh, was he? Yeah, okay. so he's right. still traveling with the so team. So Sosa's not an option for me. because No, know, he's okay. not on the bench. He should be, but he's not. <laughs> It, it actually brings up something, you know, the only defensive yeah. midfielder on the bench is Fortune. Yeah. The only defender on the bench is Parata, I guess, I mean, and I then think, Lennon was still there. So this is, at what point in the game am I subbing out here? This was like, uh, it was like 30 but, minutes to go. But you're saying, hypo, you're saying hypothetical. No, in like the in the this game. Oh, in this game. It was the 51st minute that I might have got the, oh, the okay, red card. Very early then. Yeah, so we got <laughs> okay. 30 minutes left uh, of play, right? What are you going to do? Um or sorry, forty minutes play. Um, I am going to put in either Josh Wolf, potentially, or um, yeah, probably Wolf. So you and go like for like. I'd put in Wolf and I'd shift in Saba to take Almada's role. Okay. Well, then, then it's not so crazy. What so Pineda went with? I'll give you a hint. It's the exact same sub that he always makes. Nothing, nothing different. Like no situational anything. Yeah. So who's the first guy he brings off the bench every time now? Oh, Miguel Barry. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> is it a trick question? It is. Who it is? No, there's a guy now. Mascara. He, is Mascara. He brings yeah, on yeah, before yeah. Barry. <laughs> now that would have been hilarious, yeah. actually. Yeah. So he brought on Mascara for Saba. Why would you take Saba yeah. out of the game? Why? Because the only guy you who can control this, the ball. You went into this game like, I want to win. Let's take off our designated player who certainly can play more minutes because he's only played, what, eight games for us, something like that? Right. Um, yeah. Again, I'd be fine. Saba was on international duty, though, too. So, anyway. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but it's... There's no Saba like, doesn't count minutes. I you know I had this like vision and I was like okay so if you're a coach you're thinking okay it's you know your normal sub's gonna be mascara versus for Saba that's what he's doing every single time and so the game calls for something different because Almada gets an unlikely red card we lose a center midfielder you know you got to hopefully you got to maintain the tie. Right, playing it down a man, you got to maintain the tie because you got to get to the shootout. Right, that's what you got to be thinking as a coach. Right, hopefully you snag one or whatever, but mostly you're thinking down a man. Let's hopefully get to a tie. Right, right. So you think you change something? You wouldn't bring on mascara for Saba. You would actually do something defensive. Mm. Right, that seems to me the obvious thing to do. But it's like he was like, "Oh, maybe we, no, I can't think of anything. I'm going to go with yeah. mascara for Saba." Yeah. Like what? He can't think of anything that would be defensive that, huh, might actually make the offensive players on our team actually play better. Well, so so, so the <gasps> what a obvious novel concept. <laughs> so the obvious thing would have been either a bring on Fortune as a defensive midfielder, right, and you know hold down the middle. You're down a man. Yeah. Right? So you're going to be under pressure. Right. In any professional thing, you're going to be under yeah. pressure, and you're on the road. So you're down a man, right? And it's a tie game. So it's not like, you know, it's not like, you know, you're losing or something. you got to go for it. You're a tie game, so you got to go for a tie, right? So 
you either have to bring on Fortune in the midfield, right, and play an extra midfielder, so you bring on Fortune for one of the forward line, or you bring on Parata as an extra center back again okay. for somebody on the Sorry, forward I line. I thought this was hypothetical in the in, but you're saying your your thing was this was hypothetical in the playoffs. I thought even in the playoffs, is, so if, that's why I'm playing with a winning mentality because you, you shifted it to what if this was in the playoffs? No, but in the playoffs, it's a three game series, so I would go for a tie and hope to win on PKs. Oh, crap, I forgot about the three game series. Yeah, yeah. you've got to win on PKs. That's what I would be if I were on the road at number one Cincinnati. Right, and I was at two two, and we got a red card. Let's say this was now in the semifinals later, right, um, or somewhere later in the tournament. I would say, pack the bus, right? You know, right, and and still counter. I would leave on the speed to try to counter. You know, get maybe we can yeah. catch him, right? But you have got to say we're under man at a man down. You got to have an extra defender on the field. So, what was your other funny thing? That so that was one crazy thing. The other thing I think is nuts. Tiare. Mm-hmm. So Tiare, I know you all didn't watch the end of the game, but Tiare in the, uh, what minute was it? I think I thought I wrote it down. Yeah, 85th minute. Mm. So he he's comes on the game. He's playing in the 85th minute, right? So the goalkeeper makes a save, okay? And he runs over, shoulders the goalkeeper with the ball over onto the ground. He shoulder charges the goalkeeper who's holding the ball. First of all, he's a madman. Yeah. <laughs> second of all, how is that not a red card? Yeah. If the goalkeeper is holding the ball and you intentionally charge him and knock him over. Can I ask, what did our, um, what did our awesome MLS pass commentators say about it? I think, to be fair to them, they were flummoxed. <laughs> they were well, just like no but they shouldn't be flummoxed they should be professional and call it like they see it like they do in the EPL so what was their what, what was their comment I think they were a little I don't really remember I this think they a, were sort of the, like, no that's what I'm saying this is a problem yeah okay. if, if, if you're saying and I didn't see it if you're saying it's so black and white that like that was silly you either should have gotten a red car or he's lucky he didn't the commentators in the EPL can say that stuff in like it's unbelievable how good they are with some stuff. Like when I watch like the really good crews that call the games, like they're so fast with so like that was silly. He's lucky he didn't get himself on a red card. They will say yeah. something like that immediately, Dave. And boy, the the commentators and I know that the crew is still learning, but they've got to figure out how to be sharper on their feet to be able to call things out like they they are to your point. So we've seen now three occasions where TRA has come in. And he's only been on for like 10 minutes. And on three occasions, he should have been red carded. Oh, right? He oh, is. Right. He's the new Dom Dwyer. Mm. <laughs> I mean, like for sure. You know how Dom Dwyer used to come in? He's yes. like, I'm going to get my 10 minutes worth and I'm going to tackle someone hard and hopefully break their leg. Tiara is that, but he's just stupid, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, not saying stupid as a player. He's like a madman. Like, yeah. So, like, for example, the last time, I don't know if you remember, he got pissed off at some infraction, yeah. and he went and fouled a guy. They said play on. He yeah. chased the next guy down, fouled Kicked him down. again. They played on, and he fouled the third guy. Yeah. And I was like, how is that not a red card? Right. You can't foul three people in a row. Now, I know you have advantage. <laughs> he's had, what, one goal this season? Uh, I think he did score a goal, okay. yeah. Okay. So is that worth $1.2 million? In no, salary? that's what I was just going to oh, get. Yeah, the salaries. I mean, that's a lot of money for a madman. I mean, I like it, but I, you know me, I like some craziness. Well, one thing I will say is considering that, right? So if you consider that, 
Um, I hate to say it, but I don't think you can bring him on in the playoffs. Too high risk. He is a red card waiting to happen every time he's on the field. Yeah. I don't think you can bring him on. Yeah. Is he going to get sent off? I mean, maybe if you're chasing and getting you down a goal, you don't care if he gets the guy sent off, maybe. But, (laughs) like... You heard it here first, people. If Simon Simon's going to have to come back to this cut, right? When he comes on and gets his red card, um, that's but, right. But by the way, also, I, I mean, can't... shouldn't shouldn't have Yakimaki's been subbed off way earlier in that game too? Yes. Ten... Well, he shouldn't have played. I know all the international. I'm assuming that Tiari came on for Yakimaki's, right? You said the 85th minute. Correct. Why was Yakimaki's in the field that long? No. No, good, would you call that good coaching? He might have come off. What? He might have come off a few minutes earlier than that. He came off when he got injured, which he okay. got stamped. Genius. Yeah, genius. Uh. I agree. So maybe he's fine. Maybe I hope he is. But again, so let's just say hypothetically he's not a hundred percent. So now the genius that is Pineda got us our best player red carded, and he got another player maybe at not a hundred percent. Because it wouldn't surprise me if he's not 100%. And, well, anyway, I thought I was going to go to the, <laughs> so the salaries. You want to talk about his salary? Yeah, let's talk about, yeah, $1.2 million, right? Yes. So, Tiari is, no, 1.072. One, just okay. just okay. over 1.1, 1. 1, basically. Yeah. yeah. But the thing that's so crazy about that is that he's at that, and like, all the new guys. Like Silva is at... 524. Yeah, Salva's at 524. Muyumba's at 491. Yeah. And so, I, you know, so first of all, what I would say is, so all these people who are on the internet, like, shouting about this. Some of our other podcast competitors are also shouting about this. And the first thing I would say is, look, you know, there is no management ever that is not going to get something wrong. Right. It just You can't expect that our best players are going to be the highest paid and all the way perfectly down to our worst player. Yeah. You're going to make right. a mistake, right. right? There's no, like, whatever. Yeah, so I don't, I, don't really, I don't really have a problem with Tiari making 1.07. He's clearly not worth that. Right. But you can make a mistake, right? right? And he's only here for, I think he's only signed through the end of the year, okay. right? So I don't think there's, we're not committed to it or whatever. You know, there's so that's no like problem. a prorated. But, but, so yeah. one of the things it suggests is that they thought he was going to be good. I don't think he is. He's fast. Well, who's going to judge whether he's good or not? Whose job is that? Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is he could be good, and then Pineda may not I mean, see it, and then he's not Pineda playing him. Thinks, yeah. Pineda thinks Miguel Barry's good. He must think this guy's an... Um, I mean... <laughs> he runs. Know, Ronaldo, he runs. Brazilian he played, Ronaldo. He I played mean, him over Barry. Did Barry see any time in the one game I wouldn't have minded seeing him The in? one game we wanted Barry no. to start and end yeah. didn't, didn't show up. Yeah, if you had given me the team, none of the internationals would have started. I would have started a very young team and said, look, go for it. Go have it. Yeah, go have yeah. at it. And if we get a result, we get a result. We don't. Hopefully Nashville wins. We play Orlando. And nobody has a, you know, you can kill the momentum of a team. I mean, this is the other thing. If you play your top team and then you, they and you lose, then you can kill the momentum of your team. Now, yeah. obviously, if you play your top team and they do well, they do well. But if you don't play your top team, you have no chance and, of losing momentum. And you can also create a momentum because I'm sure the senior players know like some of the twos, right? So you bring up a Firmino, whoever, huh. 
and give them their moment at the end of the season. I would have started Firmino for sure. Right? It's like he's all deserved this, it all with the sudden, twos all year. Yeah, they're, give him his they, they're watching him. They're giving high fives. Like, you got a yeah. result that right. you know made a difference to our season. Can root for him. And yeah. then they could laugh at Noonan yeah. playing all yeah. of his starters. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been super high on Noonan all year as this amazing coach. But I, I'm like... I don't know why Lucha was in the game. Yeah. Noonan. Right. What? I don't know why Miyaga was. Miyaga got into it with Almada and then yeah. almost got a red card later. Why? Why is he still in the game, Noonan? So I would say the same thing to them. Is it seriously just about momentum? And like, what? Why? I, I seriously don't understand it. It's momentum. And it's a weird thing because, of course, in other soccer, there is no such thing as a playoff. So there is no such thing as you need momentum. You mm-hmm. just get results. Right. Um, but I think, you know, in the playoffs. But to me, so if you are, the only way you could maybe justify it is if you were on a super hot roll over the last third of the season, you know, you suddenly got hot and had a string of, you know, nine straight matches and you really don't want to touch anything. Uh-huh. Even if I did that, I would have still said, look, you got 45 minutes and then I'm bringing all the stars off, right? Because I'm not chancing anything. Right, exactly. but I wouldn't have done it even if I was had all the momentum. I wouldn't have done it because there was nothing to play for, including there was all these weird things. You know, there's Champions League at stake, yep. but we didn't have a shot at a Champions League spot okay. either. So okay, Got <laughs> so it. there was nothing to play for. In fact, as I've been saying over and over, I think we would have been better off if we had lost and or tied and. We hope that Nashville would have won. Now, Nashville didn't do us the, the pleasure, but yeah. we can't control that. So um, let's talk about uh, who was I going to go to here? Sorry. Whether we next year, Miles Robin, Miles gets paid $1.4 million right now. Yep. Um, arguably one of the top two center backs in the league, Zimmerman. Yep. But Miles also five years younger. Absolutely worth the money uh, at what he's getting paid now, obviously. Sure. DP level money next year. Can you look up how old Miles is? How old Carmen? Is? Yeah. yeah. Um, go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, um, is he designated player money worthy next year? I think yes. So it's funny because, you know, in MLS, they have set the salary structure that none of the defenders are worth it because none of the defenders are that good. He's 26. People, the next five years are his prime. Yeah. Next five years is prime. Anyway, so um, so they set the salary structure, and the defenders don't get paid that much because you know they nobody's that much better defensively, supposedly. But my argument would be like, look, there are all these young South Americans. You can go. Clearly, all these teams have shown you can go in and get a guy who can score. Right. And we being the one of the teams that has the most salary, we can go out. We've gotten a Barca. We got before that, you know, um, we got a PD Martinez and now we had a, a Almada. We clearly going to go out and get those players who are potentially going to score. Right. Even yeah. Mar- Marcelino Moreno. Right. Um, the one thing you can't find clearly is a super defender. Right. We went and got, you know, Peruvian international and a Brahm. And Abram, no offense, I mean, he ain't even close to as good as Robinson, yeah. right? So in my opinion, you know, if you have a valuable commodity, you would say not just whether or not, you know, how much better he is above replacement, sort of. Um, but the other thing is, there's nobody. Yeah. So to now, me, that's your only option. So if you lose Miles, 
then you know right now you would say well Parata and Abram are the starters but to me Parata and Abram who are two average MLS starters that's way worse than Miles so just curious like if you are Miles Robinson's manager right now like mm-hmm. I would say Miles Achilles injury was super bad timing right mm-hmm. I think he may have gotten a chance to go to Europe and played in played in the World Cup. Had yeah, he, show, had he showed Cup. had he shown well, he may have gotten that deal to at twenty five years old, right, to go to European club. Now he's twenty six. Yep. Okay. He's kind of at that point to make the leap over to Europe. He's starting to yes, he's in his prime. Yep. But who's going to pay big money for him to land in the right club over in a lower level EPL team or wherever, right? Um. If you're his manager, what are you telling him right now, given you got the 2026 World Cup? He obviously wants to, like, for his highlight of his career, that might be it right now. If he's able to go on a really good run the next three years in great form, like, where should where should Miles be, in your opinion, in terms of his folks? Should he take that DP deal with Atlanta United and say, hey, just keep progressing and solid up your game, or do you think he could actually do better if if you're talking for him, not for mm-hmm. Atlanta United yeah. fans? What I would say is you have to you have to ask the player, right? So, in my opinion, if I were him, I would go to Europe only if he can get in one of the the better sides. And I'm not talking about it has to be a number one side, but I'm talking about a team that's at least in contention for a Champions League spot. Okay. And I think a lot of people would say. He ain't going to get that. That may be true. Yeah. Right. But if you can't get that, because the problem is, so let's say you go over to the Premier League and, you know, you get a, you know, a bottom side of Mm -hmm. Sheffield or whatever, you know, then you've got to go there, establish yourself, play two years, you know, then move up. And even if you make that move, you're now making the big move at 28, which is okay. That gives you a good three years at a top club. But to me, is that worth it? Um, yeah, like so. If he goes to a really strong team like Villa right now, who's playing really well, yeah. like in that fifth or sixth spot, yeah. could push into a, yeah. a Champions League spot if they sure up the defense, right? And then you gamble on seeing if a guy like Miles, who's young, because here's the thing about soccer: when you play with other players who are better than you, man, you play better soccer. It's like your game mm-hmm. escalates to a different level, and sometimes you actually become better than them and some like there's this weird thing that happens when you play with other really good players it's like you you kind of reach their level right. pretty quickly because you're like wow i've been playing with some pretty crappy soccer players for a long time <laughs> so there is a u.s national team defender who plays at fulham yeah and who's in the premier league right yeah and miles robinson is a way better yeah player. than reem yes yeah so what i would say is you know, I think that that he's a steal, yeah. honestly. And and I, I actually, I'll point out, you know, this is not a defender okay. thing. So I'm going to go back to if you're his manager, like why yeah. shouldn't somebody be – I agree with you. So, so I would have said, look, go try to find a, a Champions League kind of contending team or alternatively a champion, you know, contending team, you know, in a lower league. Like PSV has bought in all these Americans. Like if he could get a starting spot on PSV, sure, go in Holland. Um, because that's going to be a Champions League team yeah. uh, next year or something like that. So it would be either a five, six, seven placed team in one of the top leagues or a 
top three team in a lower league. Yeah. If you get one of those, go for it, right? Because you'll never get that chance again and you got to play, right? Now, the, the worry, whenever you move to Europe, no matter whether whose side you move to, whether you move to a bottom team like Sheffield or if you move to a top team, there's always a chance you don't break into the side and then your career is going nowhere, yeah. right? Yeah. So what I would say is unless you, in my opinion, unless you can get one of those spots, then the other thing I would do is I would sign for the highest MLS designated player spot they give yeah. you. And some MLS team is going to give them an, a designated player. It might be Atlanta. Yeah. But it, if it's not Atlanta, somebody else is. Right? I just feel like, yeah, there's some bad scouting in Europe if they're not looking at Miles. And to your point tim ream or miles and say hey i want to give this guy a shot like i would say there should be some Serie A teams too that probably would be looking at well miles. one thing that was interesting i don't know if you watched but ac milan played juventus yeah in italy this weekend and there were four americans in the starting lineup two for each team yeah nice so you know i mean i think that says the american players and those are offensive players but yeah. Um, the American players are a lot better than, than some people give them credit for. And teams are starting to realize this. PSV just bought a, you know, a couple of Americans. They're in first place in Holland, right? Uh, what's up with uh, Tyler Adams these days? Oh, still hurt. Question. Still hurt? Well, okay. he's coming back, but yeah, still hurt. He, he's starting to train and coming Yeah, back. I think he's training, yeah. Okay. He right. had a setback a little bit, so I don't know how, but yeah. Right. And who is he with? Um, after Leeds. Yeah, where is he? online correspondent needs to look that he's up. in the premier league yeah. he's in one of the decent sides the west ham aston villa i think it's west ham is my guess let's go but he's not playing for them yet oh. it's one of the decent premier league teams he signed for um bournemouth yeah bournemouth bournemouth yeah, one of the good, def- just, one of the good. Not teams. so good. They just lost to the, my Wolves. I mean, come on. They're still a good <laughs> Premier yeah, League team. The Wolves are pretty good. This yeah, year. the Wolves have been yeah. way, way yeah, better. A lot of, yeah. a lot of yeah. talent. They said he's out till f- at least February with another hamstring injury. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's not good. Nope. So it's a big setback. I thought it was a little setback. Big setback. Yeah. So, right, well, do you want to transition to U.S. soccer then, just quickly, since you know I'm just making you jump around here. We played uh, Germany, Dave. I don't know if you watched that game. And then you know, we played I, Ghana. Just I, some friendlies, you know. This is this is the you know the best team you know the U.S. has ever had, right, Dave? And we get yep. and we we got we got the reemergence of Gio Reyna. Him and Burhalter <laughs> kissed and made up. Did they at some level? Did they make up? Uh, did they talk? Have they talked yet? Yes, apparently Burhalter talk. talked on the phone oh. with him a couple of times before inviting him back in. Did uh, Gia's parents write a note that that was okay? <laughs> Doctor prescription? Oh, it's okay. Gosh. Not going to go there. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if he had to have like an actual talk with his parents that U.S. soccer set up with, you know, yeah. Danielle, Claudio, and the coach of your son's team. Yeah. Something yeah. you would do for if like If you did DDY. that, you would because also need a therapist. <laughs> because they literally weren't allowed to talk for like a, a good bit. So. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You know, to me, eh, mm, yeah. you know, the international friendlies at this far away. Like, this far now, away. in fairness, we are not going to get anything but international friendlies because the U.S. doesn't have to qualify as a home team. So that's all we're getting for another year. So, like, for another eight years, yeah. <laughs> no international games really matter. Till the next World Cup, which is still a couple, two, three yeah, years. Yeah, we away. automatically qualify. And then moving forward, I mean, I mean, 
we're always going to make the playoffs, right? Or the qualifier, right? Yeah, because they expanded CONCACAF, right? So yeah. it was the hex, right? They went to six, which was already expanded, and now it's like eight right. or ten or something. Eight, it it's, would be. It's eight, it's eight this year. There are going to be some horrible CONCACAF teams right. in because it's like eight, and that doesn't include Mexico, Canada, or the U.S. So, so if we ever have a Trinidad-Tobago <laughs> moment again, it'll be like the Trinidad's moment. in. No, I'm just saying like in, in the future, right? Uh, if we yeah. don't no, make it, yeah. right, it'll be a super meltdown. No, it'll be a super meltdown because, you know, you as long as you get into what would have been the equivalent of the hex before, so like the, yeah. the six out of eight or whatever that made it, right, now all will make it. Yeah. You just have to get into the last round. The U.S. has never come close recently to not making the last round. I feel like y'all are jinxing us where in yeah. like 10 yeah. years we got to play this back. Well, the thing about it is we're getting better and better and better. So like it should just get easier and easier. Right. I mean, if you look at the young players, it's funny because all these people are like, oh, in the World Cup, these guys are going to be whatever. And I, I don't disagree that we have some tremendous talent or whatever, mm -hmm. and they're going to be moving into their prime. They have some World Cup experience. It's probably going to be the side. But honestly, you cannot tell me that there's not a guy or two who we have never heard of right now who are not going to be amazing come World Cup time. It doesn't matter, though. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I agree, but it doesn't matter because here's the thing: can you name name three players, Carmen, that could play at like a Champions League level in Europe right now that are on the U.S. men's national team that you're like lock solid? Like, okay, no problem. Well, I just mentioned four that are and played in this weekend. What do you mean? That, and it's like Pulisic, the no, people in, in, in Champions League. Yeah, like, AC Milan and Juventus are Champions League teams. Yeah, no, but I mean, I'm, they're not actually because you guys just got docked all those I'm points. Saying but like, they're Champions okay, League. But what I'm saying is our starters like day in and day out on those teams. Yeah, they were starters in the big match so against gonna, AC Milan and Juventus. So what you're do you going to say Wea and Pulisic, right? Yeah. Yep. And then uh, McKenney and who? Who's, Musa. And Musa. Okay. All four of those started of in okay. that match. So there's our four. Because, uh, well, I guess you give uh, Reina, so that's five. Yeah, Gio Reyna's yeah. at Dortmund. That's a Champions yeah. League okay. team for sure. All right, so we have five players that are, and then you. My point is, is look at look at all the other. I think Balogun's in a Champions League. They're in first place in France. Okay, six. Uh, six. So, all right. I mean, to me, what you know, um, yeah. And Serginho just went to PSV, right? Yep. And so they're in first okay. place in Holland. That's a Champions League side. Yeah. I forgot about him. I guess it's just, you know, There's when you... in Holland. The problem PSV. is when you, you look at the roster of, like, Germany versus U.S. Like, uh, you're, you're pretty much... Like, if you're being honest, like, you're picking almost 99% of the German players. If, you, if you're if you the if you're the kickball coach, Dave, I know you are. You're going to go, all right, I'll take that guy. Somebody should put a straight jacket on this guy. Well, here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> So what I would have That's, said, I guess that was more my point. So I would have said, like, yeah, maybe for another two years. Yeah, but not a, not a single one of those players is even in their prime yet. Well, right, but Germany's going. That's the other thing is Germany also has depth. I, don't, I didn't even look at their bench, but yeah. guarantee you, say if you match up the bench players too, you're going to say the same thing. But I wouldn't be surprised in two years when those guys are three years come World Cup time when they're in their prime if it's not true anymore. 
Yeah. Right, that if you would take some of those guys, as long as it slant, as long as it slants a little bit, I think we got a puncher's chance. Yeah, but and the, we're at home. Yeah, the, yeah. The, there's the home advantage. If we had a better coach, yeah, I would say honestly, my way, 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 way too early World Cup predictions. <laughs> <laughs> I think even with Burhalter, we got to be predicting semifinals. What? Yep. I think you're insane. The side that we have. If you actually stack it up, I mean, outside of Germany and England, right, you know, the, the favorites or France or whatever, like, outside of that, right, there is no country in the world that has more Champions League players. Period. So, and we're at home. So, why is that not a semifinalist team? It's just not because... The, and we're... we're, we're like, like we any, any way you cut it, like... Cross the whole Here's field. why. Here's why. Take Neymar out of the Brazil team going into the last World Cup. Like, yeah. I don't even watch Brazil. I mean, they. I know I that people lost a lot of money in their World Cup pools by putting all their money. But Brazil was the right bet in the last World Cup. They were so good, mm-hmm. and their their second string. Even this, I don't even know. Like, let's go to it. They were better than whatever the 2026 starters are going to be. That that second team for Brazil, I'll take it. Go ahead and start them against him. I don't know. Richarlson? You That's, like Richarlson? He's, yeah, he's pretty amazing. No. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> you watch player. him in the Premier League. You would take that guy. How many goals has he scored for Tottenham? All day long on the U.S. national team. Oh, I would take him on the U.S. You take him on the U.S. team, though, Jack. Right, Dave? Not as a starter. I have Balogun over Richarlson all day. Maybe. Yeah. For now. But, for now, because but, Richarlson can't hit the side of a barn for Tottenham. I, I would say. Can't look, score. I, I'm hopeful Balogun. What kind of striker can score? He's like Barry. I, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Char- I was that, kidding about that. How many World Cup goals has Balogun had? I was kidding about that. How many? How many World Cup? <laughs> well, goals? Well, your Charleston really rises to the occasion in the World Cup, but the rest of the time he's shit. I mean, Dave, the biggest stage in football. Look up how many goals stop, hey, Dave, scored for time. Yeah, stop it. Two of. Arguably the best World Cup goals. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can just pretty much retire on that. Yeah. Fair. So what you're talking about is just out of your arse with <laughs> who you're actually going to take. I any- still wouldn't have picked him. Come on. Maybe it's bad coaching, though, Dave, with Richarlison. I think Richarlison's not really good. I think he's amazing for a spectacular goal here and there. I think he's not good. Where's our European correspondent? I, I think I he'd back know. us up. What we got? No. I think the- one goal. Talent, one talent like that is. <laughs> he scored one goal. He has more yellow cards than goal. Well, yeah, I don't watch him on what club teams he on. Tottenham. Yeah, well, he's playing for an amazing side. They're basically oh, stop challenging it. for the top, stop and he still it. can't score. He's playing for Tottenham. That's his problem. No, they that's have like, an amazing coach. That's it. You would have told me is he playing for Tottenham or Chelsea? Okay, there's the problem. No, yeah. if you watch Tottenham this year. They actually look like they they're going to be like the second best team. You know how you made that bet, that terrible bet about I Tottenham, terrible did, bets. Tottenham <laughs> being over Leeds? Yeah, well, that's because it's Tottenham. You said Leeds over you Tottenham. Always, you always cheer. You made it. This is the year to make the bet on Tottenham. Oh, God. And I said it before the year because they got this coach, this Australian coach, and they were like really not happy to Whoa. have him. He's won everywhere. Wait, Tottenham's? Yeah, they're the first place. What? <laughs> Yes, um, not only in first place, but look at the goals for and goals against. What is happening right 24 now? Twenty-four and eight against. 
They have a 12 differential. Someone hacked the internet. <laughs> I haven't been paying attention. And Richarlison's been awful. Yeah. Whoa, wait. Did Man United lose this weekend? No, we won this oh, Okay, Ooh, I'm yeah. sorry. Just I to didn't... get up to eighth. Okay, mm. got yeah. it. Anyway. Let, we got we digress. Yeah. Right. Okay. I like how we're all over the place. <laughs> we are. So the thing that we really have to talk about. Okay. Where are we going? MLS playoffs. MLS playoffs. Oh, this yes. is why we're here. Actually, we're supposed to be talking about this thirty minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> this I, is how we roll. I like how it derails. But anyway, <laughs> so we are going to go through all of the MLS uh, bracket. Oh. Carmen hopefully can bring it up, and let's make predictions. Let's make a call, and let's say you want to put a bet on it. Yeah, All on. three of us of are going to make production what, predictions, what and whoever wins the most in round one wins the bet. I love this. All right. So we're going team by team? We're going each each matchup, right. yeah. And okay. all y'all out there on the chat or whatever. Also okay, Carmen, you get to decide whether we're starting in the east or the west. Let's go west. Okay, first. start west. on the west. Oh. So the playing game, which is going to occur this Wednesday, is Sporting Kansas City versus San Jose. Who you got? Carmen, go. Kansas City. Or Sporting Kansas. I'm going to go with San Jose. I'm going to take Sporting Kansas City. I needed to have printed all right. of this out. Well, you'll have it recorded, so it's okay. fine. Oh, yeah, I can go back and listen. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> we do have a podcast. I don't know if you know. Gosh. All right. All right. Now, obviously, we're going to go on. So you'll say whoever wins that game. So in your case, you'll right. take San Jose. We're going to go on to predict them versus St. Louis. So Mikey yeah. Dobbs, San Jose versus St. Louis. St. Louis. Carmen, Sporting Kansas City or St. Louis? St. Louis. And I got St. Louis as well. Okay, and to clarify, every okay. So the wild card is how do they set that up? That's just a just one, one game. game. One game. We'll know by Thursday. Okay, well, Wednesday night. And then everything else is three games. Yep, okay. three game series. Yeah, so that St. Louis is the best of three. Okay, all right. Yeah. I'm still going St. Louis. So the one versus the eight is either St. Louis versus San Jose or St. Louis versus Kansas City. Yep. All right. All right. So now, what did you go with? I went with St. Louis. Yeah, all three of us went with St. Louis. Okay. So yeah. that, wasn't, that wasn't very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead and say Houston in the next round. Houston versus Real Salt yeah, Lake. Houston versus Real Salt Lake. Ooh. I say Houston. That's the 4-5 I game. say Houston. Ooh. Houston. I'm going Real Salt Lake. And I'm going to go Houston as well. All right. I'm going LAFC over Vancouver for sure. Same. And I'm going to go same. Yeah. And I will go Seattle over Dallas as well. Carmen? Nah, Seattle. You know better, Dave. Yes. Don't do it. Seattle. Don't do it. <laughs> so, did we just agree? Yeah, we have all the one, two, three, four seeds going Let's see, through. Do we have anything? What do we got? Let's see. Anything about anyone? Make any predictions? St. Louis to the final, Elliot says. All right. Yeah. Hey. Okay. All right. St. Louis is uh, St. Louis is not getting to the final. They're not, but they're punching above their weight this year. I yep. love it. Uh, okay, so now we got to go to the other side, right? Yeah, unless you want to keep going through the whole bracket, but then it's silly because yeah, you don't know it's the silly. winners are going to be. It's silly. Right? I think we just go, just go first round. First. We'll re-bet yeah. after the first round. All right. So we are, I would say, dear podcast listeners, and think that, you know, this is a... 
It's a turning point in the ATL on fire, right? Because I think we started out as Atlanta United fans and football fans, and I think we've slowly become MLS fans. Yeah. I'll speak for myself, not for you all, but I think yeah. so. And I think I think that we are in the podcast business for the MLS playoffs, even if when <laughs> Atlanta United goes out. <laughs> Okay. Right, so oh, yeah, I think yeah. we can we can podcast about it, and we can we can make some bets in the further rounds, especially if we make our way to a vineyard in North Georgia. Yes, because um, be I fun. don't because we haven't talked about the Atlantic Columbus or uh, Columbus game, but it's coming. I think we're going to be one, two, and done. No, no. Okay, so first of all, Red Bull New York versus uh, Charlotte. 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 Sorry, Charlotte. Charlotte. Right. I'm going to go Red Bull. Red Bull. I'm going to go Charlotte. I think that's a, you know. Red Bull are the better team, but you got to love Charlotte in their first ever playoff experience. Where's the, the games at home Is at, at Red, Red Bull? Bull. Yeah, yeah, I'm going Red Bulls. Yeah, you've been there in the way, right? How was the crowd? Was it fearsome? It was not. He I went actually, to a way. I went, I went to the semifinal in yeah. 2018. Atlanta, oh. Atlanta United uh, drew that game, okay. but talked a lot of smack to some local New York people. It was fantastic. Especially after the Falcons, twenty-eight to three. Ugh. Ugh. Um. So where are you going? Red Bulls, Charlotte. I'm gonna go with Red Bulls. I should have picked Charlotte, but they're not a better team. <laughs> um, all right. Sorry. So that's all right. So then, Carmen, now, you went Charlotte. My, yeah. Carmen, okay. Charlotte versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Mikey Dobbs, Red Bulls versus Cincinnati. Ah. Red Bull. Ooh. <laughs> he says Noonan. I, I think this Ooh, is a good bet. Right? Really? There's, there's going to be an upset. Uh, Cincinnati is is one to go, but I'm still going to take Cincinnati over Red Bull. But I think it's a it's not a bad bet. It's it's just it's just kind it's of a sleeper. That, it's like the outlier bet. Like, I like I, it, it makes no sense. That's why I'm going for it. I like it. I like in it. the playoffs, you know, it's funny because in the new playoff structure, everybody says, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's too many teams make the playoffs, so it's open or whatever. But actually, the last number of years, maybe all time, but certainly the last number of years, lower seeds have not gone anywhere in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, really? There haven't yeah. been many upsets. And MLS is the number one Worst league worldwide of the major leagues and the number one worst league in the U.S. of all sports in terms of least winning percentage on the road. Hmm. So uh, there's no sport yeah. comparatively. It's all it's all normalized. So I'm definitely going against it because Red Bull is going to be playing in Cincinnati too yep. of those three games. Their first. Yeah. yeah. It's an outlier. All right. But I, still, I like it. I like it as a curveball. Yeah, it's a good pick. Um, All right, Carmen, Philadelphia, New England. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And I'm going to take Philadelphia. Uh, I don't love Philadelphia, but New England without Bruce Arena, to me, is shambles. They're not going to win without him. And we should point out that the rumor is Bruce Arena coming back to be coach of D.C. United. Anyway, we'll see about that. Yeah. Okay, Carmen. Here's the big one. Columbus versus Atlanta United. I'm going Atlanta. I'm going Atlanta. Wait, is Gigi hurt or not hurt? Do I we know yet? We'll he's, say not. He's, he's not. He's okay, not. Okay, Atlanta. I'm I think Atlanta. we would have seen something by now if he but was hurt. But Thiago Mata is out the first game. I'm going Atlanta in three. We lose the first one. We win the next two. Okay. 
I'm going, unfortunately, Columbus. Yeah, me too. Dang it. I don't think it's going to be close. <laughs> I don't even like, it's just, it, it's so like, Carmen, have we not learned, have you and I not learned anything on this? There's, there's some dumb bets that I'll do like Red Bulls versus Cincinnati. Just again, for the listeners, I do this type of thing because it sometimes. I God, I hope we're wrong. Red Bull. Yeah, I do too. God, I hope we're wrong. I'm going to be rooting my ass off to be wrong. Yeah. Right. And by the way, if we make it through that game, how much do our odds go up, Dave, to make a run? I think if we Ooh. make that, we're making the conference final. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think anything, if we get through Columbus, which mm-hmm. I don't think we will, yep. anything is possible. Because uh, I think that we can beat Orlando or Nashville. Yeah. Because they're all. But like, we cannot beat Columbus. I one, think to me, Columbus is the best team in the MLS. Are they all one and dones after that? It's a single elimination. Yeah. yeah. So I okay. think if we get by Columbus, mm-hmm. who's the better team, mm-hmm. because we can't stop soft goals, right. that at that point, you're just kind of running the gauntlet a little bit. Yeah. And a whole different set of rules apply in terms of just the team playing like. I don't know. Think different things happen. So, right. but we'll get into the details yeah. about the Columbus Atlanta. Orlando right? Nashville is the next one. Yep. Ooh. Carmen, Orlando or Nashville? At Orlando with the home field advantage. Orlando. Ugh, that hurt my feelings. Yeah, Dave. Nashville is limping into the playoffs. Um so I'm not that bullish on them, and I should be picking Orlando. I just don't think Orlando is that good a side. I'm going to go with that's the upset. I'm going to take okay. Nashville. Nashville to upset Orlando. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad pick either, Dave. It's not. That is not a bad pick either. Orlando is clearly the weakest of the top four yeah. seeds. Right, because they're kind of – it doesn't feel like they've got a ton of momentum no, coming in. but they in have a good season. coach. But so does Nashville. Yeah. Nashville has a good coach, too. This is a tough and one. And, you know, the thing about Nashville is they don't give up a lot of goals. And this playoff system is designed, actually, if you can got, give up goals and you can go on the road and get a tie and win in PKs, that's the way to do it. Yeah. So normally, yeah. Anyway. No, I, I think this is the this might be the toughest pick out of all. You of can so argue in this playoff format that you should always pick the better defensive side. But I'm gonna go huh. I'm gonna go with your stat of MLS home games being big mm-hmm. and Home's Orlando big. in a three game playoff, Orlando wins this. Yep. Okay. And what did you say, Cats? I took one? Nashville. He, he took Nashville. the upset with Nashville, which okay. Yep. Okay, so, and now the other thing I'm going to ask you all to do ahead of the thing is to pick the conference winner from the East and West and who's going to be the MLS Cup champion. Now, we'll change that once if you're lose, you know, going through. But let's predict right now who's coming out of the East, who's coming out of the West, and who's going to win it all. Okay. All right. Conference champion. So we'll start with Mikey. So Dallas. who's making the, the, the cup? Yep. Okay. And who's winning it? I think. Can you? So on the left side, I'm going to just make this easy on myself. I'm going to say it's LAFC. Okay. I feel like that's the right pick. Um, Our side is tougher. There's just so. Hmm. I mean, there's so many teams I could see going through. (laughs) Like, I mean, I could see Cincinnati, Philadelphia, even New England in their turmoil. I could see them. Columbus. Orlando, Orlando, Nashville. I just feel like they're, they're yeah, oh boy. 
I'm going to go. So I said LAFC. I'm going to say I'm going to go with Columbus Crew. Okay. And then do you want me to pick the who's going to win or yep. are you going to wait? No, pick the winner. Okay. So the winner. Man, I'm going to go with LAFC. I hate to do it. Yeah. All right. Their okay. striker is on fire right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, Carmen, out of the West. Out of the West that I know. Let's go with... Let's see what we got. The West is so wide open. It really yeah. is. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to be St. Louis. Um, I mean, Seattle's hard to bet against. Yeah. St. Louis is like that where your heart's at, right? So, new team. I don't right. love Seattle. I don't love St. Louis. Oh. So if Seattle goes and LAFC goes, that one game will be in Seattle? Yes. Seattle's the, the, the top, seed? top seed. Yeah. I'm going to go. Home, they're very good. Okay. I'm going to go Seattle. So, Seattle. Oh, and Seattle. then I have to do the next one, right? East. Okay. And then the East, is it bad form if you picked Atlanta to win? But yet, think Columbus will go. To the yeah, there's, <laughs> this is a whole different. This is a whole different prediction here. Okay. This is a whole different prediction. So you can go with Atlanta okay, making so it all the way. If, but I can't go Columbus. You can do whatever you okay, want. I'm going. I'm splitting the baby, and I'm saying if Columbus gets past Atlanta, which could possibly happen, I think it's Columbus goes to the conference final. So is that your bet? The, yes. Okay. So, so I have Columbus. Seattle, and where's the MLS Cup? That's it. That's your MLS Cup. So who's going to win that game? Home, the the top seed. Top yeah. seed. Okay, so that okay. Um, bah, 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 bah. remember we hosted the cup. Oh, okay, Columbus. Okay, Dave. All right, I think on the East it's easier. Actually, believe it or not, I think the class is Columbus, and I think Columbus gets through, and I think they win MLS Cup again. <sighs> and I'm going to shock you all Ooh. because out of the West, I'm picking Houston. Yeah, not a bad bet. Say what? So here's my logic. Because okay. Houston made it to the, were they the uh, Lamar Cup winners? Okay. So they have a little bit of mojo from that, right? Well, so the thing about Houston, so if you look at the teams, right? So first of all, St. Louis has been the best team Goal differential-wise, best team or whatever. But you figure it's the first time. And I feel like that's going to, you know, it's tough. I don't think they're going to win in their first year in the West. So um, Seattle, I think, is a pretender team. I don't think their squad is that good. Um, LAFC, I like. And that would have been my my number one pick. But Houston has almost the same goal differential. Right, and they have fewer goals given up. The only team that's given up fewer is Seattle. So I think Houston can go on the road and get a, you know, get a result. Um, I mean, Seattle, the thing about it, the, the thing that strikes you in Seattle, right? So Seattle has given up the fewest in the whole West. They've only given up 32, but they've only scored 41. They cannot score. And I just don't think that gets you through the playoffs. You got to be MLS is a high scoring playoff league, 
right? So St. Louis has scored the most. And so you would just say, to me, St. Louis on paper looks like the best team. But I just have a hard time saying they're going to win in the first half. That's why I'm going with LAFC because they got the best striker in the league. LAFC was there last year. I think their coach is good. That The team is hot. They scored 54. They've only given up 39. They're good. Their goal differential is second best in the league, just behind St. Louis, but only one or two above Houston. And I'm just saying I think there's a dark horse. Okay. So I got... I think that LAFC, even being the better team, could go to Seattle and lose. I think Houston upset St. Louis. And then I think then... Um, Thank you. Yeah, then I think Houston can go to Seattle and get an upset because Seattle can't score. Okay. Okay. That's my dark horse pick. You all want it, you know. I like it. I like it. Dark horse pick. But I think Columbus is the class. I think they are the best team. I think they are going to win it all again. <sighs> again. I mean, it's amazing for a franchise that's like got nothing yeah. going for it. Uh, <laughs> no offense to Columbus. They've been really well. <laughs> so none of us predicted Atlanta United to win the whole thing, which no. is depressing as fans of Atlanta United. Mm. We know way too much about Atlanta to know better. Yeah. I mean, to get through Columbus in this playoff series would be a miracle given the algorithm. So that means we limped into the playoffs in sixth place uh, with a very healthy squad with a turnover team at midseason with arguably very good signings by Boca Negra. So Mm -hmm. Boca Negra out people, well, seemed like he picked some good people. Mm -hmm. Lagerway gave them all credit for that. Uh, Here we are. Still not being able to win games that seemingly we didn't even need to win, but the coach seems to think we need to win uh, at the last game of the season. Why does why would Lagerway choose to continue on with Pineda just because we made the playoffs? Let's just I'm assuming we don't make it past Columbus. We don't make it past Columbus. Lagerway takes a deep breath. Of course you have to find a better coach before you fire a coach and bring in a new coach. That's paramount, right? But there has to be people that have a pulse out there that know how to coach soccer teams that could come in here and be super amped to coach Atlanta United, right? That are out there, Dave. Like Well, we could poach either of the top two in our in our east, right? So we could yeah. poach the coach from Orlando Pereira who was, I think, incredibly overachieved with that squad. And we could poach Noonan off of Cincinnati, right, who won the title, you know, after finishing sixth in his first season, and now they won the Supporter Shield. So, um, and I think either one of them, I mean, who knows their personality, you know, they might stay because they're loyal or whatever, but I think both would want to take, any coach would want to take it a step up in terms of coming here. It's a big place that there's a lot of coaches even you don't know of, Dave, right? That are I know, but there. I'm just saying even in our division, there are yeah. two coaches we could sign who would just be a, a massive step up. Because do you think that it's better to sign a proven coach in our, like that knows MLS? Is Hell, that- you could sign Bruce Arena. I'm not saying we should because I think yeah. whatever happened, and he's too old, but he's I, a better yeah. coach. Sign Bruce Arena. Hell I wouldn't yeah. do it, but he's a better coach. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'd take He'd him win over the Pineda. title. I mean, I'd definitely take He'd him over win the Pineda. title there. He'd win the title with this squad. He'd win multiple titles here. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, bring him. We don't know what he did. 
No yeah. one's ever going to no tell one, us. No one knows what he did, so what's the big deal? And he didn't do anything that was like apparently like sexy yeah. or whatever. He just made some foul mouth comments. I, no one knows. Supposedly. Here's the deal. Even no one ale- knows. I mean, allegedly. No yeah. So, hear no evil, see no evil. Come on. I, you nice. know what? I wouldn't even be mad at that. Yeah. And usually I'm mad at stuff like that, but that I'm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying. Uh, I think we can just. I, I'm just so disappointed in the ambition of the the ownership and the leadership at Lagerway not to make some hard decisions on the coaching side of things. Yeah, because I mean, should- sixth place for our squad and for the amount of money that we spent on our team. Um, you know, as you pointed out, um, we have the leading scorer in the league. Yeah. Right, not the leading score in all of MLS, but the leading score in the East, tied yeah. for first place, and without penalty kicks, by far and away the yeah. best, even in the whole and MLS. As, and Lexi Lawless pointed out today is that like fourteen games where he's got a goal in each of those. So some of those goals, like the LFC guy, was like a hat trick, right? Yeah. Point is, is like mopping Yakimaki, up in big wins. Yeah. Yep. Yakimaki's is contributing Consistent. in, consistently in every game. Yep. So we have that. We have. Arguably, to me, I know that Lucio Acosta is going to win the MVP, yeah, and he deserves. So, he's been yeah. in the league a number of years. He has combined the most, you know, yeah. goals and assists. But Almada actually has basically just the same or better. I think Almada has yeah. been the better player, even because yeah. um, the, the thing with Almada is like he had a lot more flash the first half of the season with those great free crit kicks and flashy goals. But when you talk about contribution to a team. He he did all the quiet hard work the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean he's out assisted Acosta, and I think if you actually take away the penalties, he's outscored him too. Yeah. I know. I mean, if you take away penalties from both of them, um, yeah, and we have you know one of the best defenders in the MLS, and not just that. I mean, if you take a look at the peripheral, you know, the extra players, the Sabas, the Zande Silvas, the, the Mayambas, the even you know Abram, Peruvian international, yeah. um, Caleb Wiley stepping up into, his, and then yeah, Wiley's one of the hottest prospects in MLS. The squad is really and good. above average. Brooks Lennon, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rex Lennon is, is terrific, you know, in that role. I mean, yeah. I think he's good. You know, so I think a better coach has us. Honestly, if you look at us versus Columbus, who I'm predicting is going to win and is the best team, I think our squad, you couldn't get me to take Columbus over our squad. If you asked me right now to coach one of those teams, I would take our squad for sure. Darlington Nagby could be winning another MLS Cup. Yep, <sighs> he will. Probably. God bless him. How old is he now? He's got it. Well, anyway, continue. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Only like 32, I mean, I think, I'm going to guess. Mm. He's old, but he's not like over the hill old. Okay. okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Continue. No, I got nothing at this point. Let's shut this thing down. Oh, I did want to say, Elliot pointed out that yep. um, Noonan from Cincinnati just signed a long-term contract. Doesn't I, matter. I still think Uncle Arthur could get it. Yeah, him. it doesn't matter. I mean, that but. makes sense because, you know, if you're Cincinnati, that's exactly what you'd want to do. you got to lock him in because, yeah. you know, they know the poacher coming. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and to be fair, you know, we talked about, you know, in a new coach, right? Like, if you were going to go a new coach, let's say we are going to move on Pineda. Um, you know, you want a coach with head coaching experience and who's had a good record. Like, the guy 
who Tottenham got, the Australian guy, who I, you know, knowing nothing about him, I told everybody who could listen that he was going to be amazing at Tottenham, and he's had an amazing start at least. Because his record, he's won every single place he's gone. And people are like, yeah, but it's only the Australian League, and it's only the Scottish League, and it's only whatever. And you're like, yeah, but he won. <laughs> like, So do you think there's any smoke and fire with the Marcelino Gallardo's son playing for the Atlanta United 2? He's unemployed right now. Yeah. One of the best, best Mexican League coaches mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. that uh, they would be talking with him sure. right now. Seems like... That's not too, sure, too not? far out, right? Yeah. With the, so. Plays for the team. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't you be like, hey, are you, you want to come in the office right over here? Like, let's just have a little quick cup of coffee. Would you? Do you think that you could coach Yakamakis and Miles Robinson if we talk him into staying with a DP contract? Like, and mm-hmm. you do these things, and I mean. Now, I mean, I think that, you know, so this is, you're talking about the glass half full, optimist side. The glass half empty is Pineda stays, Almada gone, Robinson gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Turmoil. Yeah, I mean, if you lose Almada and you lose Robinson and you keep the same coach, no one going to, at least here on the ATL on fire, I won't directly speak for you, but I think I will in saying that I don't think we're going to predict us finishing above sixth. Oh, gosh, no. No way. I mean, we still would have Yakamakis, and he's terrific. He's yeah. going to keep scoring still that number of goals. Yeah, we have a terri- we'd have a terrific front line, and presumably they would bring in somebody. So, you know, but our defense isn't going to be better. You still got to chuck us up for 53, 54, no matter what, giving up. Because he's not going to change the system in the back. And we're going to give up 53 or 54 goals. And so if you give up 53 or 54 goals, right, you know, how many teams in the MLS have even outscored 53 or 54, right? Not so many, right? If you look at the whole Western Conference, right, there is only two Right? Well, three, I guess. Vancouver scored 55. So LAFC scored 54. Vancouver scored 55. St. Louis scored 62. And the Eastern Conference has been a much more dominant side. Columbus scored 67, but Orlando only scored 55. Cincinnati scored 57, right? New England scored 58, right? Nashville scored 39, right? So if you give up 53 or 54, you're not moving up the table. Yeah. Period. You're just not. You cannot have a goal differential to get up the table when you've given up 53 or 54. And my problem is, yeah, you can give up 53 or 54 in a single season. You can blame excuses and you can blame the injuries. But we had a full side. We had everything that you wanted. And we still gave up 53 or 54. So now, you know, could we have an amazing season and only give up 50? Sure. But 50 ain't going to do it either. You're not winning. You're not contending. I mean, if you look at the top teams right now in the East, Cincinnati gave up 39, right? Orlando gave up 39. Columbus gave up 46, but they scored a ton, right? Philadelphia gave up 41. Let's go to the Western Conference. The best teams, I mean, St. Louis scored a ton. They gave up 45. But Seattle gave up 32, 39, 38 for Houston. If you want to be a top team, you have to give up under 40. Does Mm. anybody think that we're going to go from 53 and 54 to under 40? That's 14 goals, 13 goals. Yeah. 
I think that we are going to have exactly what you predicted. No Almada, no Miles, and we're going to have Yakamaki's, you know, flipping the table with some hummus and <laughs> Baba Ganoush. It's going to be Ganoush. it's going to be the Baba Ganoush scandal. Baba Ganoush conpoil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, this is my problem. This is my, this is where, you know, so whenever you, you're evaluating, you know, the coach and whatever you think you're going to do better, my problem is that I can't get over that. Now, I do think that if we were to move on from Guzan, which I think we will not, if we to, were to move on from Guzan, I no. think I think that we probably improve three or four goals just from that. And that, so that's pretty great. But three or four goals gets you down to 50. You still got to come up with 10 goals, people, while losing Miles Robinson. Who thinks we're going to be... I mean, I think just a goalkeeper upgrade, if we were to go that way, gets us three, four goals. But who thinks that we're going to get 10 more goals while losing Miles Robinson? Who thinks that? I, and God, everybody, everybody loves Guzan. Everyone loves Guzan. Yeah, Guzan. I love Guzan. Gotta upgrade next yeah, year. Yeah, he's gotta Absolutely. go. If he wants to keep playing in MLS, it's good time. for him. But yeah. he's gonna play for somewhere else. Play somewhere else. Yeah, play. He can't play for a top side. No, no, but no good. No top side's gonna take him. Right. Like it's again. Though, this is where Lagerway. Like he's not Bocanegra or whatever, but he's gotta. He has to be guiding the hand a little bit with some of this stuff. Like coaching's not good enough. Make some tough decisions on the roster. I mean, to be fair to, to Bocanegra, now everybody's still saying Bocanegra out, but to me, I don't think Bocanegra, I think, you know. No, but that's what I'm saying. The only thing you can critique on this team, period, really, is you can critique maybe that we should have moved on Guzan from this year. And I think, honestly, anybody looking at that would have said, you know, maybe he's got this year left, maybe not. You know, and honestly, a better coach, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. We could have, we could have still. I'm okay with Goose being here this year. Yeah. Barely, barely. I think I would have moved on already, I'll, but I'll, I'm not. A, I'm not horrible with him staying. Would have moved on to some fresh energy, yeah. but he's not the reason we're not contending right now. I would have signed a suit and goalkeeper from New York FC named Sean Johnson. <laughs> but in the off season, there are a lot of the emotions that Boca Negra is going to have are going to be tough on this one, right? Like I'm sure. He and Brad are, I mean, rightfully so. Yeah, and we couldn't mm -hmm. give him a good goodbye if he goes on the offseason. It's yeah, going to be tough. It would be super tough. Be tough. Like, that's a lot of emotion to make a hardcore correct decision. I'd already have made the decision, and I would have told Pineda, and I would have said, okay, when we're losing to Columbus yep. in the last five minutes and it's over, yep. bring him off. Bring him off. Get him the... Ooh. And it's probably going to be here at our home field. Yeah. I think we have a chance. I, I I don't think it will happen because I think our home field will be, even close if we enough. lose that game, will be close enough. Yeah, yeah we might be give him a Give him a cheer off, right? Yeah. And so I don't think we're going to get that, but. <laughs> what is that, on the 7th? That's what, yes. Yeah. So no, we're playing Tuesday the 1st. The 1st. And then we play the 7th. Oof. Is it a weekend, Saturday? What is that? Yeah. Or so what is it? The first is a so Wednesday. We play Wednesday away, then we play Tuesday at home, and then we, if we would play Sunday away. So for those of you who love the MLS schedule, here you go, right? You get a lovely Wednesday night road game. You get a Tuesday night home game. <laughs> and a, a Sunday will be fine, but... 
No weekends. Carmen has an early morning. We're going <laughs> to. Carmen's looking at us. We're going like, to shut uh, it down. Uh, hey, we've talked about it all. We've talked about it all. Talked about it all. Hopefully, we talk about it all next at a vineyard, Carmen. Yes. Where it's a weekend. There's no work the next day. We figured that out. So. Yes, most definitely. So, Brandon, we're going to call you. We're going to schedule it. I'm in. Let's do it. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Just like batting Guadalajara, you say, I do it, coach. Football is life. Football is life, coach. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>